Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host. Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about levels of impact. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles and something to write with once again, because I believe you're going to want to take some copious notes today. Check this out. This is my 100th show. Wow. 100 shows, episodes that I have done. And I just want to pat myself on the back today. Your boy just want to congratulate himself for just being diligent and faithful and putting out these shows. Uh, This was nothing but an idea a couple years back and time and didn't have the opportunities to sit down and really collaborate my thoughts and put everything together. But I'm glad I started this process. And I pray that these 100 shows that I've done have been a blessing to you. So I want to thank God for giving me the ingenuity and the strength to get it done. And so we'll continue to put out as much content as we can. And you continue to give me some feedback on the things that we're putting out. So I just want to take a moment and thank God for allowing me to do this wonderful show today. So we're going to be talking about levels of impact, and I think this is going to be a blessing to your life. The older I get, I want to make impact, and I want to be able to share with you something that I think will be necessary for your growth in terms of you getting up every day with this mentality of making an impact in someone's life, because I believe when you do, things will really begin to shift and change for you. Now, all success is based on this one word, and that's called impact. And so if we can kind of give a definition, it means having a strong effect on someone or something. And that's what we want to do. We want to have an effect on somebody. Every time that I'm having a conversation with someone, I'm asking the Holy Spirit, give me something to say to them that will be impactful, something that will make them think, cause them to consider some things about their life. I just don't want to meet people and leave their presence without impacting them in some kind of way. Because I believe that we are called to be a blessing to someone. And the truth of the matter, we are the only God that somebody is going to see inside of us. So when we are with people, we need to make a profound impression on them because that's what Jesus did when he met people. When they talked to folks and he healed them or counseled them or whatever the case may be, they were left thinking about what their future was going to be. They were left thinking about God. They were left thinking about some things that are not right in their life, that they need to get busy doing the right things. And so we need to make sure that we are making an impact in someone's life. I want to give you about four things that I think is important in terms of levels of impact. Impact. And point number one is preparation. That is so key. And the definition of preparation is the action or process of making ready or being made ready for use or consideration. 
So let's look at this verse of scripture in Proverbs 24 and 27. The message Bible says, first plant your fields, then build your barns. I want to say that to you again. First plant your fields, then build your barns. But why should we do this? Because you don't know what kind of harvest you're going to get. So you don't ever want to limit yourself. You don't ever want to just throw resources at something until you know what the finished product is going to be. And this is some sound wisdom when we talk about preparation. Because many times we don't understand the importance of downtime being prep time. That is so key. And you're going to hear that again throughout this show. Downtime is prep time. And that really means is that sometimes in your life, nothing is going on seemingly. No blessings, no doors being open, nothing. But in that time, God is really blessing you, but you don't see it because he wants you to be prepared when the seasons change and they will. Your season is going to change. So don't get frustrated if you're in the dark and everybody seems to be blessed and prospering and nothing is happening. Happening for you. Use this downtime that you have to prepare yourself. When God begins to open up the door for you, you'll be ready for the blessing. The reality is, is that many times we're not ready for God to bless us. I was telling our church the other day, if we got 50 new people, it would really kill our church because we don't have certain things in place because we don't have the people resources. So I could either get upset about that, get frustrated about it, or prepare the people that I have so when God does send those people, we'll be able to minister to them and bless them. So we want to be prepared for what God is going to do in our life. So you got to ask yourself this question. If I got a new house, am I prepared to pay the taxes? Am I prepared to get the things fixed that need to be fixed? Cut the grass, all the things, pay the utilities, all of those things. Even if somebody gave you a new car, can you afford the insurance? Are you prepared to do that? Are you prepared to get the tires changed? Are you prepared to do the necessary maintenance? Anything that God gives requires maintenance. So you have to be prepared for the things that God is going to bless you with. And if you can honestly say, because when I was younger, I always thought I was ready. I thought I was prepared. But when you get older, you realize, let me slow down and be patient and let me get my act together and let me become prepared. So when the doors do fling open, I'll be ready. Now, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 25 says that ants are people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. I mean, anytime you want to look at something profound, look at ants. They're the smallest creatures. But here's one thing about ants. They stick together. You never find an ant really by himself. You find ants in clusters, in groups. Why? Because they are stronger together. They've got more force together. And living in the South, you see this. You see all of these ant hills. You can mow over them with your lawnmower, and them jokers will crop up somewhere else in your yard. They are always on the grind. They are always working as a team. And so they realize that we got to come together and prepare in the summer because the season is going to change. Look at the wisdom that Ann has. They got to be able to eat when it's cold. They got to be able to eat when things shift. And sometimes we can't do what we need to do because we didn't prepare ourselves in the downtime. May the Spirit of God give you wisdom today in your life to look at your life right now. And you may not like some things, but what I'm saying to you is prepare 
for the new. Prepare for the blessing. Prepare for what God wants to do in your life. Point number two, understanding your gift. This is key when we talk about levels of impact. Now, let's look at uh, Genesis chapter 30, starting at verse number 25, and we'll conclude at verse number 27. And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph, that Jacob said unto Laban, send me away that I may go unto my own place and to my own country and give my wives and my children for whom I have served thee and let me go. For thou knowest my service, which I have done thee. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience. Laban is saying that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. In other words, I'm being blessed because of you, Jacob. Here's a here's a thing that I think we don't understand. Many times people are being blessed because of their connection to you. It's not so much them. It's the blessing is on your life and they're being blessed because of that. And so this is a thing about being gifted. When God places a gift on the inside of you, God is attracted to you. And so he lets resources and people become attracted to you. And people can connect with you because they know the power of God is on your life. But sometimes we're the last to see that. We're the last to know it. We're the last to discern it. May you understand your gift. May you understand what God is doing in your life. Let me speak very quickly to this gift, because once you know and understand your gift, you have to feed your gift. And so I want you to take some time to understand what God has given you that he hasn't given someone else and begin to celebrate the gift of God inside of you because you got to feed it. So there are some things that you can feed your gift and it will grow. And then there's some things you can feed your gift and it will decrease. But it's up to you. So what helps you run well is knowing your gift and staying in your lane. You might want to write that down. What helps you run well in life is knowing your gift and staying in your lane. People, when they don't know their gift, they're everywhere. They're in everybody else's business. They're in everybody else's calling. They're in everybody else's situation. But God has given you a lane that you need to run in. And when you know what it is and have an understanding of what it is, get there and stay there because God is going to begin to send people down your road, down your lane that you can bless and help and empower because we waste time doing things that we don't have the grace for. So you want a life that has impact and knowing these things will help you to impact other people. Watch this. Someone should miss you when you die other than your family. You ought to have made some impact in somebody's life that when you check out of here, man, somebody cries over you. Somebody's going to miss you when you're gone. There's a hole in their life because you're not there. And if you don't have that going on, don't be discouraged. Ask the Holy Spirit. What is my gift? Once you know it, begin to feed that gift. Begin to read books. Begin to get resources. Begin to get around people. Put yourself in a situation where your gift can expand so it can mature, so it can be all that God wants it to be. And that's your responsibility. So we must have the right mindset 
to make an impact. So I want you to write this down as well. Use your mind. Jesus did. He understood it. He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, if Jesus needed the mind of God, what do you think you're going to need? You needed times 10. We needed times 20. We need the mind of God. We need the right mentality, right perspective if we are going to make a divine impact in someone else's existence. So I want you to begin to see yourself when we're talking about levels of impact. We want to prepare ourselves and we want to understand our gift because when we understand that we're at the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right things. And then we will get right results. Point number three, vision. This is key. Notice this. You might want to write this down as well, because here's a Chinese proverb. It's the first time I've heard this when I begin to look at it and research it, but I think it's profound. Notice what it says. If your vision is for a year, plant wheat. If your vision is for 10 years, plant trees. But if your vision is for a lifetime, plant people. I think that's just sound because it helps you to understand what to plant based upon what you see. So my question to you is, what do you see about your life? What do you see about where you are? What do you see about the things that are not right? What do you see about the things that are right? Do you know what to plant, when to plant it? how to plan it. If you don't, you need vision. And vision is all about what should be for you, what can be for you. We've got a vision about everything else other than our life. So I want you to begin daily to meditate and ask the Holy Spirit to give you vision. I'm not talking about with your eyesight, what you see with your eyes, but I'm talking about vision comes from within. It comes from your heart. So ask the Lord to open up your heart. As a matter of fact, many times we need to be healed in our heart in order for us to have vision. So if you're bitter, if you're cantankerous, if you have a lot of different things going on in your life, you're frustrated, it kills your vision. You can't see for your future. You can't see what God is trying to show you. And a lot of people don't have vision. Without vision, people perish. You may be perishing right now simply because you can't see what God is trying to show you. So I'm praying for you right now. Lord, open their eyes eyes so they can see. Give them vision. Help them to see what's around the corner. That's the thing about the Holy Spirit. He shows you things to come. Not what is, not what was, but what will be. And when you know what will be, you can plan better. You're not taken unawares. You're not taken off guard. It's too many believers that are just taken advantage of by the enemy because they can't see. But I'm saying to you, allow the Holy Spirit to do some work on you. I was saying to our congregation the other day, how do you know when God is talking to you? When God starts talking to you, he's talking to you about you and not other people. Rarely is God going to talk to you about your spouse, about your kids. I'm not saying that he can't do that. 
But when God is trying to help you to grow and evolve, most of the time he's talking to you about you so that you can see the error of your ways, so that you can see what can be and should be for your life, so you can see what he's up to. So the reality is when we're not close to God as we should be, the grace of God shows up and he'll tell somebody what they see by a prophetic utterance. But God would rather talk to you about you. So allow God to open up your vision, open up your mind, open up your heart and get the bitterness out of there. And when you do, you'll begin to see the power of God really radiate on your life. Now look at John chapter nine. We're going to start here at verse number one and we'll conclude at verse number seven. It says, and as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And the disciples asked, saying, Master, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? I love Jesus' statement. He says in verse 3, Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents. So let's not blame anyone for why this man can't see, but that the works of God should be made manifest. Have you ever considered that maybe what's going on in your life is no one's fault, but God says, I want to make the works of God manifest in you. Have you considered that? Verse four, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh, when no man can work. Verse five says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of spittle. And he anointed the man's eyes of the blind man with clay. Verse seven, and said, go and wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation, sent. He went away, therefore, and washed and came seeing. Now, here's a couple of things that I want to share with you about this, because when we read this, we say, OK, well, he's blind. He can't see. But, Pastor, you just said vision comes from the heart. Here's what you got to understand. When God is healing you, it's an inside job. See, what's going on really on the outside is because something is damaged on the inside. So when you don't have any vision on the inside, it hinders your ability to see on the outside. So when Jesus heals people, it's a twofold thing. He's healing that broken spirit, that broken soul, mind, will, emotions. And when that gets healed, then I can see, then I can hear, then I can walk, then I can talk. So it's just not a physical healing. It's an emotional healing as well. Because see, God is just not trying to heal you, friend. He's trying to make you whole again, put you back together better than ever. And this is what he did with that man. And this is what he wants to do with you. So if you lack vision, it will hinder some things on the outside. So God says, let me heal your heart. Let me heal certain things in your life on the inside and watch how the manifestation of outside healing happens for you. Man, we need a vision. And God is saying to us, I'm tired of you tripping over the same things, going through the same stuff year after year, day after day, month after month. We should be tired about going around the same mountain, but you don't have to today because I'm going to make some impact in someone's life. And the best impact that's going to happen for you 
is when God begins to heal you and make you whole. And then you're just going to have this energy to serve. Sometimes we just don't have energy to serve because we're not healed. We're not whole. We're not right. How can we give to someone when we don't have it? Such as I have, give I unto thee. And finally, point number four, if we're going to make some impact in someone's life, we need to work on our behavior. Because watch this, vision impacts your behavior. When you can see from the inside out, you look better, you think better, you act better. You are what you see. So if you don't see anything, this is why your behavior is bad. Your communication is bad. Bad communication, the scripture says, corrupts good manners. So if we're going to change our behavior, we got to ask once again, the Holy Spirit to take the scales from our eyes. Notice quickly, a study by scientists at the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, found that avoidable behaviors like cigarette use, poor diet, and lack of exercise were the underlying cause of half of the deaths in the United States in the year 2000. So watch this. Deaths caused by tobacco. 435,000. Inactivity and bad eating, 400,000. Alcohol consumption, 85,000. So it might seem a total wonder that a smoker won't quit after hearing that puffing away his life is the leading cause of death or that an obese person can't shed a few pounds after learning that lethal ailment looms from overweight. But scientists have come up with a host of reasons why humans stick to bad habits. And I'm not going to get into all of them. But I want to suffice this and say to you that many times when we are stuck in a habit, we don't see what we can see. So what we try to do is fix our bad behavior. But that's outside. But God says, let me go inside. There's some bad stuff going on in our life. See, when a smoker is smoking, he doesn't realize that if he keeps smoking, certain habits are going to form. And then days and weeks and months and years, he's destroying himself from the inside. Now he's got lung problems. Now he's got asthma. Now he's got heart trouble. No one started out smoking a cigarette thinking that they was going to have that stuff on day one. But it's a slow death. And this is why our behavior is so key when we're trying to make an impact in somebody's life. Would somebody follow you if they knew your behavior was bad? No, they wouldn't. But what we try to do, we try to mask it and fake it. You can't fake who you are because at some point, what's on the inside, as, as far as that behavior is, is going to manifest and they're going to find out you are not who you say you are. Generally, when people meet you, they meet your assistant before they meet you. They don't meet the real person. They don't meet the real guy. They find out who the real guy is. So we got two people sometimes going on. This is the real me. And this is my assistant. So I want you to meet my assistant first. And then after we get chummy chummy, then I'm really just going to tell you and show you who I am. We don't want that. The scripture says, follow me as I'm following Christ, which means that if I'm not following Christ, you shouldn't follow me. And so we've got to work on daily our behavior. 
Because we don't want to just continue with these bad habits. Watch this. It's not about smoking cigarettes or alcohol or these other things I mentioned. Sure, we know those things will destroy your life. It's about being what God has called you to be. And when we're disappointed, we don't run to the Lord. We run to cigarettes. We run to alcohol. We run to drugs. We run to pornography. We run to these things. And then they create these bad behaviors. We become something we don't want to be. And now we can't make an impact. We've lost our influence. We lost our ability to lead. We lost our ability for people to trust us. We lost our ability to be faithful and dedicated and committed because we were left for dead. We were dropped. And those things happen because you're going to make some mistakes. But what I'm saying to you is that you've got to run to the Lord because he knows how to fix you. He knows how to help you. The man at the pool of Bethesda was there, what, 38 years? And Jesus saw him. But let me say this to you. It wasn't so much that the man didn't want to walk again. When you've been in a situation so long, it messes with your mind. You don't think you can get up. You don't think you can do better. And I'm saying to you, you can. I don't care how long you've been in your situation. You can rise again. So let's understand when our behavior, when we're not acting like we should, we got to run to God and let him diagnose us. Let him help us because only God can do that for us. And when we do, we'll be able to really see some things about our life and we can make a divine impact on everyone we see because this is the will of God. We are ministers. We are ambassadors for Christ. So we got to wake up every morning saying, when you send me to this person, I'm going to make an impact. When you send me to that person, I'm going to make an impact because impacting people is what I do. That's my heart's cry for you. That's all that I wanted to share with you today. And I pray that this helped you. As I was giving this, it was helping me. It just reaffirmed some things in my life because I want to make an impact. If you do, I want you to send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Send me that email today and let me know that these shows are helping you. You can always go to my website, do it today, thomasadeloach.com. There's a subscriber tab there on the homepage. Put your email in there and click the send button and you will be on my emailing list. So every month I'm going to send you something to empower you. I want you to do that today as well. And finally, if these shows are blessing you and you want to financially partner with me, do that today on that homepage, thomasadeloach.com. Scroll all the way down, almost to the bottom of the screen, and you'll see a donation tab. These shows are not free. We seek to do them, put out the best product that we can, but it does cost us. But if you are being blessed, I want you to consider financially partnering with me. No dollar amount is too big or too small, and everything that you give goes towards the production of this show and other things that we want to do. Let me give you one more thing I want you to do for me today as well. Listen, take this episode 
and share it with someone that is struggling, someone that needs to be encouraged, someone that needs to be empowered. Take a moment and share. Say, hey man, this show helped me. I hope that it would help you. Sometimes the best gift is to give them the word of God and encouragement because we all need to be encouraged at a time like this. All right. I'm praying for you as always, believing God's best for your life. Take these four things and do something with it today. Prepare yourself. Understand your gift. Ask Holy Spirit to work on your vision and your behavior. And when you do, promise you, you're going to have some levels of impact. Do it today. And until next time, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at thomasadeloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.